God's Word says all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Whatever season of life you're in, the Bible has answers. Come along with me as we discuss life, faith, marriage, parenting, and more, all in light of Scripture. Thanks for listening to the Streams of Water podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Streams of Water. My name is Shauna, and if you're joining us um, today as uh, listening to this as a standalone, we are on the second episode of a grief, loss, and praise series. The first one last week was a tribute to my mom, and we looked at um, Psalm 30 and talked about how David writes... um, about praise and thankfulness and begins and ends his um, psalm with praise and how that is not um, a typical human desire to sing praises in the middle of um, hardship or when you're walking through grief. Um, But if we lift our eyes, um, to God, it it helps us get our focus right on where it's supposed to be right, and it also um, yeah, just will really actually help help our grief process. And we talked about how it wasn't; it's not meant to um, tie a pretty bow on grief and just you know muscle through it and just say, oh well you know, heaven is there. And, um, and while that's true, it actually doesn't really take care of our, the depth of our, of our grief. So, um, so today I wanted to talk about that first year, the first year after you lose someone or something, you know, as I was, I was, um, preparing for this show, I, of course have my mom in mind and of thinking back of, of when, um, we were walking through that first year as a family and, but also it came to my mind too, that this doesn't have to be um, a death of a person. Right. So I, I was reminded, I, I walked through a, a pretty hard breakup um, about a year before a little over a year before I met my now husband, I had a really rough breakup with somebody that I I thought I was going to get married to. And, and a lot of these things that I'm going to talk about today apply to those kinds of situations as well. Any, anything that really you can like have a timestamp on, um, I think applies to this. Um, it applied also to, um, the year after we found out we lost one of our babies and, um, in the womb and that, Anything that really has that um, twelve a month, um, you know, calendar to it. So, anyway, if you have not maybe lost someone very close to you, or you think, you know, have I actually walked through grief? I bet you have in some capacity. Um, so, just wanted to encourage you that this this may be helpful to think about for. Uh, one of those situations as well, not just a death. So the first year now, man, it's just, it's just so hard. Like there's no sugarcoating it at all. And I think too, what makes it 
even harder is if it is, you know, the death of, of someone, then you have possibly walked through a lot of sickness with that person, um, a lot of care for that person. Even if you have lost someone suddenly, like in an accident, um, you, there's trauma, right? That happens in, in the moment that that person is gone. And, um, so you've walked through that and then now you have this first year of really a lot of um, rawness and this a weird combination of being numb to things but also your wounds are totally exposed and just out there and um, it's just hard and so I wanted to talk about um, just three things that I I don't know if you call them tips but three things that um, I walked through and that my family walked through and hopefully could help help you or pass along to someone that you know that is walking through a really hard time. So one of the things I wanted to talk about was um, holidays, birthdays, anniversaries. Um, my sister and I were just talking about my mom's um anniversary was last week, we were talking about, you know, how we process this and especially like each, each year brings on different things. Like now, um, there are four grandkids in our family and my, my mom on the side of heaven, um, didn't get to meet those babies. And so that's different for us, right? Within the last six years, we've had four kids join our family. We've had um, two um, weddings. So I got married and my sister got married. And so we've had those kind of things, just different additions that make each year um, really different. And so we were talking about just how we're processing it this year. And um, one of the, the things that's interesting about that is it just, it just is different um, every, every year. And so for that first year, specifically what I wanted to talk about was that it is, it is okay. um, If your holidays uh, look different after you lose someone. Um, I know that my, my mom passed in October. And so the holidays hit us really fast. And um, that Thanksgiving and, that Christmas are a little bit of a blur. Um, but we didn't try to do everything the exact same as when my mom was here. Um, for one thing, we just didn't have the energy. Grieving is very exhausting to your body and your spirit. And we just didn't have all of the energy to do up our holidays like we would if my mom was here and mostly because she did a lot of the work. She was just, she was a host of hosts and um, hostess with the mostest. And um, so, but also like we just didn't have the mental capacity to do all of the things. And you know what, in the end um, that actually seemed to be a good thing because we didn't have um, the same expectations that we did when my mom was here. And so I just wanted to encourage you that if you're about to walk into um, the first holidays without your person, or even if you have um, gone through a breakup or a divorce, or you have um, grown kids that you guys don't have a relationship for whatever reason or with your grandkids, I want to encourage you that it's okay if your holidays don't look exactly the same. 
first, first of all, they can't because you have a person that was there that is now not there. Um, but also it just, it just won't be the same. Um, traditions might look a little bit different and that's okay. Um, one, one special thing that was, um, that ties into this is my first round of holidays. My mom had, so a little backstory, my grandparents had a pie business when I was growing up and my mom worked for my grandma and grandpa and they would make pies. And my uncle, my great uncle, um, had a, like, a, I don't even know exactly what to call it, but he made barbecue sauce, uh, like horseradish dip. Oh, so good. And so he had that business and my family would get together and they called it dip and dough day. And so they would get together and make huge batches of pie dough and, um, dip like different dips. And so, um, before my mom had passed that year on the dip and dough day, we made, we, I didn't really do anything, but, um, we made a ton of pie dough and we would freeze it so we could use it at later times. And in the, I think in like the back of my dad's freezer, we ended up finding some pie dough. And so that year for Thanksgiving, um, we made pie that, my mom actually made the dough for the crust. And so that was just a sweet, like she was still a part of our holiday. Um, but obviously like wasn't there with us. And so, um, just be encouraged that, um, the Lord is so kind and so sweet and so, um, intimate with us that he may have things for you like that in your holidays, um, in your birthdays, in your anniversaries that you didn't expect would happen and it can just be really, really sweet. So I would just keep your eyes open to, to the sweetness of, of what the Lord um, has for you. So I think too, when you um, don't try to do up those first, the, all of the first and just kind of let it be what it is, it allows people to grieve how they're going to grieve. And it also gives your grief room to breathe. So maybe the next holiday season um, you can actually be, okay um to maybe go back to some of those traditions that you had before if that makes sense and so um so that's one of my first things that i wanted to share another one is actually for those of you that may be passing along um love and support to someone that has experienced loss. Maybe it's not yourself, uh, but to just check in on friends and family, especially during those important events. If you have to write it down in your planner of, um, you know, so-and-so's mom who just passed away, her birthday was this day and write it down, even just a text or, um, a card. Um, we have a friend that, um, We'll get, we'll bring us cookies, um, around certain holidays, certain dates, and it just makes, um, everybody who is experiencing a loss, like feel seen. And I know sometimes I hear people say, well, I don't really want to bring it up like that birthday or that whatever. I don't want to bring it up because I might make them sad. Well, the reality is we're already sad. <laughs> so like you're not you're not creating sadness. The sadness is already a thing. And my friends um Blake and Lindsay, that you're you're listening, hey girl, hey girl, hey guy and girl, hey friends. Um uh they talked about this. They did a grief um uh 
class at our church and they talked about how the person that is experiencing loss is already sad. You're not going to make that person more sad. It's just not possible. Um, but what you are going to do is you are going to make them feel seen and loved in their loss. And so that's something too, that I, I remember that first year is people would kind of be um, tiptoe to say something about my mom, which was was sweet. I knew that their intentions were, were good, but I wanted to talk about my mom. I wanted to, um, you know, talk about memories with her and hear about what people loved about her. Now I know we have to be careful because not everybody grieves the same way, but I would just say if in doubt, if you're like, I don't know if I want to send that person a text or not, I would just do it and say, you know, you can, you can word it knowing the person, you can word it differently, but just know that for those of us that are grieving or have grieved deep things, it is so sweet to have somebody think about that. Like I, six years later, I still get texts from friends on my mom's day that say, Hey, I'm thinking about you today. And it is, it just means the world to, to me. So, um, Another thing I wanted to share uh, specifically about the holidays um, was this lady wrote on um, Randy Alcorn's blog. And if, if you're not familiar with Randy Alcorn, he he's a local in our neck of the woods, but he um, is an author of very, very, he has a lot of books, 50 something books. And his, one of his things he's most famous for is his work on, on heaven and um, he has several books on heaven and, but anyway, I used to work for him and I was um, poking around his website and he had a guest um, writer. Her name is Vanitha Rendell Rissner and she wrote about four specific ways that you can help someone during the holidays. I think she's talking about specifically Christmas time, but for those that are grieving, it is, really hard to answer the text of like, Oh, just let me know if you need help, which again is you want to think the best that the person that is trying to help you has the best intentions. But, um, it's hard because you're so overwhelmed in your grief. You don't even know what you need. And so sometimes it's really great if somebody has specific ways that they can help you. And this is not just for somebody that's grieving. It can be if you just had a baby, if um, you just had a major surgery, like, uh, or if you just, you know, are home with a toddler and twins. <laughs> I can use some specific help sometimes, but um, these are, these are four examples of specific ways you can help somebody that is grieving during the, during Christmas time. So this is what she says. One is to offer help with Christmas shopping, decorating, or even gift wrapping. Another is, uh, she says, since food is a big part of the holidays, offer to cook or bake something or even invite their family for dinner. After my first husband left, it was a priceless gift to be invited to friends' homes where we were able to form new memories. Um, the third thing is offer to run errands like grocery shopping, going to the post office, or picking up kids from school. And the last one is keeping uh, their children for the afternoon can be a huge help, giving them time to be alone, rest, or get needed things done. And so again, it is so nice to offer help, but specific things you can help with. It's great. Hey, can I, I'm, I'm running to um, the coffee shop. Can I grab you something to drink? Um, do you need anything from the grocery store? Like sometimes people will be really 
they'd be like, yeah, I want ice cream and you can bring them ice cream. And it's like the best thing ever. And so, um, that's just a really, a really great thing, um, to offer specific help. And one thing I was just thinking about too, was for those of us that are grieving or have walked through grief, um, to try to keep in mind that the person that is saying things to you or offering help they're they really are trying to offer you good things and their intentions are good. Even if they, even if they say things that are ridiculous, I'm not going to tell a specific story because I don't need to, but there was something that happened like right after my mom passed and I had to be like, okay, that good intentions you know, and I didn't do a very good job. Like in my heart, I was like, why did that person say that to me about my mom? Like, but knowing that people too, um, even if they, even if it's not their loss, like for me, my mom had a lot of friends and they were, they were experiencing the loss of a friend. And so even though it was my mother, I still want to have a soft heart towards, you know, it was a loss for them as well. And so anything that they say that's a little off putting just to try to like filter it and not get more upset, you know, that have thinking that they have the best intentions anyway, just wanted to throw that out there. So, and the last thing I wanted to say about that first year is not an easy one, but one that has been um, very good for my family is to grieve hard that first year some examples of this. My dad grieves very, very well. He, um, every year that the more I know my dad, um, he is just amazing. And, um, he walked through the loss of his mom just a year, a little over a year, probably a year and a half before my mom passed. And he, he cared for my grandma really, really well. And her last, um, several years of life really because she had Alzheimer's and it was a slow it was um she had it for a while before she passed and so he took care of her very well and I really think it prepared his heart to know how to be a caregiver for my mom and then he led our family through grief really well some things he did he talked about my mom a lot he would say her name he would say hey Shawna you are and like I see things in you that are like your mom and would give examples. Um, he was emotional about it. Um, he continued to see people and to be, um, out in the community. Um, and again, everybody grieves differently. And I'm not, I'm not saying that it is wrong to have time alone because he did that as well. But, um, but he decided whether he knew it or not to grieve hard that first year. And it really has set up our family well um, to, you know, now six years down the road, um, I feel like we're in a healthy spot with, with grieving my mom. And so um, hold fast to Jesus. Um, Remember that he knows grief and in your grieving, as a part of your grief, um, recount his kindnesses and recount them to one another. Talk about, you know, something I remember either somebody said to us or I don't know, but I have beautiful memories with my mom. I had a great relationship with her. Was not perfect. I was a punk sometimes, but um, I was able, you know, to then 
say, Lord, thank you for that. I have good memories with my mom, you know, that I had, um, the last, you know, year and a half, I actually ended up living with my parents and that's a story for another time. Um, but because of the breakup that I experienced, I found myself living with my parents again, um, because I was actually living overseas and anyway. Um, but a, a kindness that I could recount was I had to live with my mom in her house, you know, before she, she passed away, um, a bit before that. So, um, the verse that we're going to memorize this week is from Isaiah 63, seven. It is one of my most favorite verses. And I specifically like the NIV version. And this is what it says. I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. So beautiful. And so in that first year, part of grieving hard, I think is also, it's not all terrible. It's also really beautiful. Like talking about his kindnesses, sharing memories that are good, um, praising him, giving thanks, even for the hard things. So something that I like to do is um, I like to journal and I know not everybody likes to do that, but that's a way I process. And so I'll keep a journal. And then on my birthday, I will look through that, the journal from the last year and this year I'll be 35. So I will write down 35 things for my 35th birthday. And the year that I, um, had my breakup, um, I was not really sure that I was going to be able to come up with however old I was, 27. I didn't think I was going to be able to come up with 27 things. Like maybe I could come up with three. And because I kept a journal and was able to write down things, I was like, oh yeah, the Lord did that. Oh yeah, this happened. Oh, this was good. And I actually came up with those 27 things and it was not that difficult. And so, um, that's just something that I like to do that is kind of a little tradition that I have. I think, I think this will be my 10th year doing it, which is pretty fun. But um, so what I want to say about that first year is there's really nothing magical about when that first anniversary hits of whatever loss you have experienced. Um, but there is something, and I've talked to other people about this. There is something about that first year, a little bit of a burden or a big burden is, is lifted. Being able to say, I made it through that first year, through all the firsts. And it's not like that first year, anniversary hits and then everything's fine because the second year has its own things and the third year and so on and so forth. And grief does not go away. And if you have walked through grief, you know this to be true. Um, but it does, it does get lighter. But I really believe that in order for it to get lighter, there has to be things that you do that are hard. But I just want to encourage you that Again, I think we talked about this verse last week, but in John, Jesus talks about like, you're going to have trouble in this world. It's going to be hard, but to take heart, to hold on, to hold fast and to know that, that Jesus is with us in these things and we do not have to face them alone. Um, and that's why we are created to be in community um, to be with other people that are going the same direction and that love the Lord and um, 
I just want to encourage you that you do not have to be alone in all of this. So I hope that um, this can bring some help, especially if you're walking through that first year and especially if this is going to be your first set of holidays. Um, If you know me or even if you don't um, reach out, I would love to, to pray for you specifically about the grief that you're walking through. And I'm just, um, just know that (laughs) nobody wants to be in this club. Nobody wants to have to lose someone or, you know, even what in whatever form the grief is, but it really is wonderful when we can walk with each other through it. Um, and, um, help each other in in this this process of life. So I hope you feel encouraged today, and um, thanks for listening.